Welcome to Good Vibes and Goats by Spotted Dog Acres, the podcast that takes you on a journey to explore the realms of wellness, metaphysics, and all things holistic. Each week, I invite you to join me on an enlightening adventure as I sit down with remarkable guests, knowledgeable and experienced wellness and metaphysical practitioners who will share their wisdom, insights, and transformative experiences. I'm your host, Ryan Tuliet, co-owner of Spotted Dog Acres, a holistic hobby farm. Neither myself nor this week's guest are medical practitioners. As such, the topics discussed in this show should not be taken as medical advice. If you have a medical problem, please discuss it with your doctor. On this week's episode, Mindfulness in Daily Life, we welcome Kathy Pacey, medical intuitive, lilac energy healer, and pharmacist, to discuss the benefits of incorporating mindfulness into everyday activities. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Hi, Kathy. Welcome to the show. Would you like to take a quick minute to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Kathy Pacey, and in my daytime job, I'm a pharmacist. But in my off hours, I do a lot of holistic work, which centers around a medical intuitive practice that I have, as well as uh, energy healing, oracle card reading, mediumship, um, all kinds of different uh, ways that I'm available to help people shine a little light, get a little guidance, get a little support um, in, a, in a myriad of ways. So it's it's just uh, a way for me to use the other side of my brain. My daytime job requires so much, you know, left brain activity. It's nice to be able to use my right side of my brain when I'm not on the clock, so to speak. That's exactly why I wanted you on this episode, because um, we're going to be focusing on um, mindfulness in your daily life and incorporating mindfulness practices into your everyday activities. And so for you kind of walking in both worlds like that, getting to, to balance both worlds, I figured you would be the perfect guest to have on to discuss these topics. Well, I appreciate that. And I have been using mindfulness practices probably, you know, I would say the majority of my life just as a way of, um, connecting with nature, connecting with the universe, supporting myself, reducing my stress, uh, feeling supported, making healthier choices lifestyle-wise for myself than my parents and my siblings, and just um, in general, trying to have a more holistic way of of taking care of my health. So um, if you were to try to define mindfulness, or describe it to some of our listeners that may not completely understand what it is. How would you define that? How would you describe what mindfulness is? The mindfulness practice as I see it is um, staying in the present moment so that you don't get yourself caught up in rehashing the past or stressing over the future. So the more you can find yourself in the present moment, and taking advantage of and being appreciative of what's happening around you using all of your senses, I feel the less stress that you'll have. The it's it's scientifically proven that it improves your aging processes, that it lessens depression, it lessens anxiety, um, it lessens your blood pressure. It lessens all those stress hormones like cortisol, which are so damaging to one's body. There's just so many 
um, advantages and pluses and making this part of your daily routine and your daily life. I mean, it's so part of mine that I don't really think about it. It just is second nature to me. And I have a myriad of ways that I use it. I don't just have one thing that I do. I don't just quote unquote meditate. There's lots of different things that I do um, that nurture that side of me and keep me present in, in the moment as opposed to rehashing the past or trying to live for the future. Would you be able to, um, or would you be willing to talk about a few of the, like give a few examples of the things that you do oh, to sure. stay mindful? Oh, sure. I mean, one of the easiest things that I do, and, and it's something that I share with my clients that always catches them, I think a little bit by surprise when I tell them, if you're a person who showers instead of bathes, that time that you are in the shower with the water running down you is very sacred because in that moment, you are the most open to receiving any kind of divine guidance you may be looking for because you are just so, again, you're very present. You're very um, just... I don't know how else to say, but you're you're so open and you're so close to the divine. So it's, it's actually it, one of the first meditations that I had ever learned about was a a shower meditation and being mindful of letting the water kind of wash away everything, you know, but also um, in your mind's eye, seeing that water coming down as like a white light and energetically washing away anything negative as well. And so I think it's really interesting that you brought that up. Yeah. Well, and just um, being open, just being present and being open. And again, the physical nature of the physical, the physicality of the water running over you and washing whatever you don't need or whatever isn't soothing you, whatever is you're trying to let go of and let it go down the drain. That's also very valuable and very cathartic. But for me, for myself, I can't tell you how many aha moments I've had in the shower because that's just where I'm very open and very receptive and, and kind of waiting for that guidance to come through for me. So that's, that's one thing that you can do that isn't quote unquote traditional sitting on the floor in the yoga position, you know, doing the own that people just say, Oh, I'm not a meditator. I can't do that. Well, you don't have to do that to have the benefit of a meditative practice. There's all different kinds of ways that you can meditate. So when I also suggest to my clients, anything that brings you joy or takes you into that zone where you just are totally unaware of time passing because it just flies because you're just so in the moment, you're so enthralled, whether it be cooking or gardening or any creative practice you have, whether it be arts or crafts or writing or reading or music, whatever it is, like I say, that brings you to that point of, oh my goodness, before I knew it, three hours was gone because you're so into it and you're just, you know, present and enjoying it and it's feeding your soul. So all of those are ways, again, that you can have that same benefit of quote unquote meditation without having to sit there cross-legged on the floor. They say time the flies when thing. you're having fun. So as long as you're, exactly. you're doing something you enjoy and you're living in that moment, then that, yeah. And the other thing, I have a long commute to work. So oftentimes on my commute to work, I will choose to play Delta Wave music through the speaker and just kind of let my mind rest and let my mind 
begin to set my intentions for the day of how I want my day to go and what I want to accomplish and what I don't want to spend my time and energy on, what I don't want to focus on. And I find that I get to work very calm, very collected, no matter how bad the traffic is. I arrive at work ready to start my day in a very calm, peaceful, centered place. So that's also some other way that you can practice mindfulness that isn't quote, quote, traditional. Um, the other way I like to end my day is with a gratitude journal. And it doesn't have to be any big, gigantic, grandiose thing. It can be a simple sentence or three simple sentences or five simple sentences. Whatever you found that day that, you know, brought you joy. If it was a beautiful sunrise, a beautiful sunset, a beautiful flower that you smelled that came across your path that day, uh, a great interaction that you had with someone that was unexpected. Or for me, it's <laughs> always my unconditional love from my dogs that makes me happy every single day. Um, so it doesn't have to be anything huge and grandiose. It's just taking the time to appreciate those little things that bring you joy every single day. When you find yourself concentrating and spending your time and energy appreciating those things, you don't have time and energy for focusing on all the negative, awful, less than, you know, ideal things that happened all day. So again, just another way to keep you in the present moment. And, and that attitude of gratitude is a very high vibe thing and a high vibe place to keep your mindset. And when your mindset is high vibe like that, it's much more difficult for the low vibe negative stuff to impact you because you are doing, you're making a conscientious effort to stay high vibe and positive which is ultimately a much healthier choice all the way around for you. Sure, sure. Um, I'm trying to think of what the other sorts of things um, that can be considered, again, mindfulness practice uh, is clutter clearing because when you're getting rid of things that are no longer of use to you or no longer bring you joy, then you're making room for things that have the potential to bring you joy and to serve you well. So it doesn't, and again, it doesn't have to be any grand, tear all the closets apart, open all the cabinets and empty them and redo everything. It can just be something little, just as simple as going through your closets and picking out a couple of items of clothing you no longer wear and passing them on to someone else who can use them. You know, deleting that, all of those emails, <laughs> <laughs> deleting all those emails. That's a daily thing for me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That is also a way to clear the clutter and, and get rid of stuff that's definitely not serving you. Yes. <laughs> and for some people who may spend or find that they are spending too much time on social media, it can be giving yourself a social media break. Just saying, you know what, for the next day or three days or five days or week or whatever length of time you want it to be, you are not going to engage that way. You're going to spend your way, your time in a more mindful way, whether it be Spending the time that you would have been online reading a book or going for a walk or appreciating some new music that you know has just been released that you haven't had a chance to listen to, whatever it might be. But something that, again, is nourishing you and is and has been a positive impact on you and your psyche and your well-being and your self-esteem rather than dragging you down. Yes. 
So I feel like, especially with social media, it's such a, a blessing and a curse that mm -hmm. you can use it for that. You know, if you know, you're going to sit down, you're like, Hey, I need a 10 minute break. This is great. I can sit down and scroll and get caught up on, you know, everything, but it's so easy to get sucked into that social media hole where you're just sitting there and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Next thing you know, hours pass and you're not being mindful in those moments. You're not fully aware of, you know, what you're doing. You're just sitting there or, you know. It can be used as a way to numb out. And that's yes. not a positive thing. Yes. So, you know, of course, all of us have different things that we do each day to kind of check out and numb out a little bit. But provided it isn't becoming, you know, out of control or beyond what limits you may have set for yourself, or if you find yourself at the end of the week thinking, oh my goodness, I didn't accomplish X, Y, and Z. How come I didn't? Well, maybe because I spent a little too much time scrolling on stuff that I really wasn't interested in. It really wasn't feeding my soul. So making a more conscious effort of just maybe even setting a timer for yourself of saying, you know what, I'm going to give myself 20 minutes. Whatever I've seen in 20 minutes is all I need to see today. The rest is just not important. You know, that can, that can serve well as well. So you had mentioned earlier that you have a full-time job and then you also mm -hmm. have your own spiritual practice business. Um, mm -hmm. Would you like to tell us about your personal spiritual journey and how you kind of got started with all of this? Oh, sure. Well, actually, um, it probably started well before I was keenly aware. <laughs> That's what a lot of people say. It just, it, there's little yeah. bits and pieces kind of falling into place at times and you don't realize it until there's several right. pieces in place that have kind of been there for a while. In hindsight, of course, it's all 2020. But when I was a teenager, I would find myself being drawn to going and buying a card for one of my close friends and just I was just felt the impetus that I needed to write them a card and I needed to be supportive of them. I needed to be encouraging for them. And I just needed to show up as a good friend for them. Not realizing that was my clear cognizance already showing itself to me. And I didn't know that's what it was. And I didn't call it that until decades later. But now, yes, it's very clear to me that as early as my teenage years, that ability and that um, strength of mine was very much in evidence. And when I was 18, my mom passed away. And at that time, her mom lived with us and was not in good health. She was very frail. And we were afraid that the stress of losing her daughter was just going to do her in. So I still remember clear as day, clear as if it was yesterday, sitting on the floor in my mom's bedroom with, you know, the old fashioned attached to the wall phone in my hand, calling all my friends and letting them know what had happened. And when I finished my list of calls, I remember saying, I was just talking to my mom. I was like, okay, mom, this is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to be. You're going to sit on my left shoulder. You're going to be with me in ways that's not possible in the physical world. You're going to still love me. You're still going to guide me. You're still going to help me. You're going to be with me always. And, and that's how I'm going to, you know, come to terms with the fact that you're no longer here in physical form, but you're still going to be with me and you're still going to help me. And, and like, kind of like, that was my grieving. I was like, okay, all done. Now I got to go help Nani. Got to be there for Nani. Got to, got to support her. Got to make sure she gets through this because we were all so concerned about her. So, and 
that kind of speaks toward just, I've always been a caregiver ever since I was a little girl. I was always taking care of other people, whether it was my grandma and my great grandma, whether it was my mom, whoever was ailing, whoever needed extra help. I was always the one right there. What do you need? How can I help? What can I do for you? So that's just kind of who I am as a person, which kind of naturally morphed into becoming a pharmacist and continuing to serve others that in that caregiving sort of way. Um, and it just kind of seemed that with every subsequent loss that I had, when my grandma passed several years after my mom, it was, again, okay, so when I know it's my mom, it's my left side of my body that tingles. When I know it's my grandma, it's my right side of my body that tingles. Okay, got it. Moving on until a couple decades later when I lost my only child, Tommy. And I, I still remember standing there. It was I owned a pharmacy at the time. I still remember standing there at work saying, okay, guys, I only have two sides to my body. How am I going to know when it's Tommy? And no sooner did I ask those words than I felt his little arms wrapped around my neck because he was three years old. Oh, So I was just like, okay, got that. Now I know when it's Tommy. All right. And, and I just kind of thought that all of those sensations and all of that information that I received, the support that I felt, I felt it was just for me, you know, to help, to help me and to support me and uh, to comfort me. And it wasn't until decades later, it was in 2015, and I lost like six people very close to me within a matter of like eight months. And... Um, my sister said, oh, uh, you have to go see my 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 medium friend, Diana. She's going to have messages for you. I know she is. I know she is. And so I went to Diana for an appointment. And there I sat in the appointment. She kept on saying, what are you doing here? And I was like, this is the weirdest appointment I've ever had. What do you mean? What am I doing here? I'm here because, you know, Chrissy, my sister, she gave me the gift certificate. You have messages for me, don't you? <laughs> and she kept saying, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And the fifth time she said, what are you doing here? I said, I really don't know why you keep asking me. She goes, you don't need me. And I was like, huh? <laughs> Pardon? What? <laughs> so she was more aware of how in tune and how open I was than I was. So what that led to was me apprenticing under her for nine months and helping to open me up and to increase my awareness of all the things that I'm able to do and capable of doing. So after that, that's when I started to offer readings to other people. And then I started to do Reiki. And then I started to learn Lilac, which is another energy healing modality that my friend Diana developed. And it was in doing that, that I finally was aware of something Diana had told me years prior that I was a medical intuitive. And I just kind of was like, oh, sure. Because the only medical intuitive I knew was Carolyn Mace. I'm like, I know Carolyn Mace, so I'm not sure why she's telling me that, but I'm just going to put that on the back burner and just keep on going. And so sure enough, when I was using the lilac healing modality on someone who was in ICU after a terrible um, domestic attack, that's when I really became aware of wow. my medical intuitive abilities. Because this girl was in Florida and I never laid eyes on her. But I knew every single way she had been injured and every single body part that was affected. And oh, I wow. felt it like it was mine. But I knew it wasn't mine because it would come and go. If it was mine, it would obviously not come and go like that. But, um, yeah, so that was, I felt like the universe slapping me upside the head to say, now do you believe you're a medical intuitive? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I had to kind of own it at that point. So that's when I felt more comfortable um, offering those services and that ability to others to see how I can be of service to them on their healing journey. And I've gotten so adept at doing it after doing so many sessions with people that now I don't just pick up physical issues. I can tap into emotional issues as well. So it's really interesting. I really enjoy it. It's very rewarding. So how does the, um, and you kind of just said the little bit, but would you be able to clarify how the, um, the medical intuitive stuff comes through for you? Sure. I will put my Delta Wave music on. <laughs> I will ask the client to just close their eyes and be present and relax and be open, be receptive. And then my intention is to send them healing energy. And as I set that intention, and as I go into like a meditative state myself, my eyes are closed and I'm very calm and centered. Then, like I say, parts of my body just will start lighting up. And when I, I know it's not mine because again, it will come and go. And it's just that quick. So that's how I know it's theirs and not mine. Even if it happens to be like, I happen to suffer from sciatica myself. But when I'm sitting there in a session with someone and one of my hips lights up and then stops as quickly as it comes, then I know it's theirs and not mine. Okay. So, yeah, that's, that's how I can tell. Um, uncomfortable. I mean, granted, it's quick, but it's got to be uncomfortable to have those different kinds of sensations going on. Um, it's quick. It's it's not overwhelming and it's not like, oh, it's just kind of like a tap on the shoulder. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's just that the tap on the shoulder is more internal usually because it's usually <laughs> yeah. an organ or a body part that's saying, hey, I need some attention here. <laughs> <laughs> like you're due for your colonoscopy. When's your mammogram coming? <laughs> How about that EKG? Did you have your chest x-ray? You know, all those sorts of things. So when I feel those body parts lighting up, then that's telling me that's part of their um, medical health that they need to pay a little bit extra attention to and not ignore and not put it on the back burner any longer. Well, and I'm sure your um, your pharmacy knowledge and everything kind of works into that a little bit too, because you're used to dealing with, you know, people's bodies and all of that kind of stuff. I'm sure that that knowledge helps you with both. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really served me well from the get-go because I don't need to say, okay, it's over here. Which organ is that now? I, I right. have that knowledge. You already, yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and in addition in addition to that, I can also offer some medical expertise in terms of what they might want to discuss with their doctor in terms of a different modality of treating their insomnia issue or if they're having trouble controlling the nausea that they're experiencing due to their chemo, let me suggest this, that, or the other. And, you know, I always tell them they have to talk to their own health professional and discuss it with them, but I'm happy to provide that little bit of knowledge and information that they can then, you know, act on themselves should they choose. It's their choice. It's amazing that you're able to blend that, um, you know, the the metaphysical healing modalities along with the traditional Western medicine for them and, and give them that kind of outlook that it marries both of those worlds. And that's awesome. 
that's why I call myself a unicorn. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes, there may be other medical intuitives, but I honestly can't think of another one who's a pharmacist. Yeah. So it serves me really well. Yes. So um, do you want to talk more in depth about the work that you do then? Uh, well, uh, people can come to me for uh, something specific that may be on their mind or concerning them in terms of if they're having medical issues that aren't being addressed by Western medicine okay. and they, they would like a little bit different viewpoint or tact or outlook. Um, and like I say, just by the fact that I can sense the emotional component of what they're experiencing as well as the physical sometimes what's required is some deep emotional dives so whether they need a therapist to help walk that path with them or um should they choose of course obviously that would oftentimes be a recommendation of mine sometimes people have enough um self-awareness to be able to do some of that deep dives on their on their own uh, with journaling. Journaling can be a great tool for that and helping to to explore those places that need exploring. And and if people are of the belief system of we live more than one life on this planet, if it's something that is past life related, then they can address whatever vow or um, promise or some something that was made in another life and another timeline that can possibly be affecting them to this day because it was never healed in some way, shape, or form. I can just speak from my own experience. I never understood why I was so drawn to the Civil War. But I've always, even since I can, junior high, I can remember was the first time I was made aware of it. Well, probably before junior high, because I read Gone with the Wind in like three days. <laughs> and, you know, so here's, you know, 10, 11 year old girl reading this gigantic book in three days. Wow, that must have really been important. So, but when I read it, it felt like it was very personal. It felt like it was my story that I was reading. I think that's why it was so easy for me to get through it so quickly. And only to come to learn decades later that I had had a life during that time span. And that during that time span, I did have slaves because I was living in the South. But I let my slaves go. And for that, you know, I was like, okay, well, that's good. I'm glad I treated them well and I'm glad I let them go. But then, unfortunately, somebody else came along and lynched all three of them. And I had never forgiven myself and I blamed myself, even though none of them did. I blamed myself and I harbored that overwhelming emotion and sense of sorrow for all that time. So releasing that just, again, was very helpful to me. And in my spiritual path and my spiritual journey, it allowed me to ascend. So those sorts of things are possible when you start doing that kind of work. Are those when, things that you do with 
clients that you work them? Do you do a lot of past life stuff like that or? I know that Akashic records and past life regression is not my forte. I certainly would be happy to recommend them to people that I know and I personally used that can help them with those particular aspects of their spiritual journey and their healing. Um, I would be more um, aware of and in tune with the fact that they had some deep emotional healing that needed to take place. So yes, if I feel like there isn't that I don't have the tools in my toolbox to help them facilitate that healing, then yes, I am more than happy to refer them to another practitioner that I know of who definitely can help them. Mm -hmm. Good. Good. Um, so our time is running short here. It looks like we've got about eight minutes left. Um, do you have anything um, regarding mindfulness or regarding your practices that you want to make sure that we get in that listeners um, can hear any additional tips or anything that we haven't covered yet? I know we've covered quite a bit, um, but is there anything that you feel like we wanted you wanted to cover um, in the last few minutes here? Uh, another couple of things that I do is spend time in nature and grounding and earthing I know has become a big thing in oh yes in the, yeah in recent in recent years and it's something that I've just intuitively done for myself since I was a little girl and I'm a member at the Morton Arboretum I've been a member there for decades and it's one of my happy places on earth <laughs> so it's definitely a place where I feel very much at home and just it, it nourishes my soul and it just centers me and energizes me and fuels me in so many different ways. And in terms of the grounding and the earthing part, that in order to gain the most benefit from that, if you can have bare feet on the ground, that is a way, again, because you are in alignment with literally the vibration of the earth. And that does really impact you because as most everyone knows, our bodies are composed of minerals and water. <laughs> and when those minerals and water have that vibrational hit, it can have a positive impact or it can have a negative impact. And the, the, the act of earthing and grounding is very, very healthy and nourishing and calming. So it's, it's definitely something that benefits you. So that would practice to have. A good mindful practice to have. Uh, the other thing that I also do for myself um, when I feel that I'm especially in need of a little bit more are guided meditations. And Rebecca Campbell is um, a practitioner that I really uh, just vibe well with. She's Australian and uh, she has quite a nice little accent. So it makes her, her voice more interesting I think to listen to but she's also very soothing and very calming and she's very centered you can go and see her on YouTube and just you know find some meditations that she has there that are are free of charge uh, or she does also have a membership community and that sort of thing but I think the things that she has free of charge on YouTube are just wonderful and just really help again for centering you or calming you or energizing you Whatever you feel that you're in need of, she definitely has a guided meditation to help you that's uh, 
is also very, very nourishing and very helpful. I have to check her out. Yeah, she's wonderful. I've really, I've been following her and been reading her books and using her Oracle cards for years and years and years. And the other thing that you can do for yourself that's, again, vibrationally centered would be sound healing, whether it's just the simple act of ringing some chimes or beating on a drum, or I also have one of those little pan drums that you use with the little mallets with that you can just kind of very, just let the spirit move you and, and create whatever little music, whatever little sound you want from there. It's just, again, it's just another way to center you and to um, bring you in alignment and to raise you up. Uh, it's, it's very, I find it very beneficial. I, I really do enjoy sound healing. Oh yeah. There's so much that can be done with sound healing. Oh yeah. Um, from singing bowls to tuning forks and yep. all kinds of stuff. Yep. 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 Very well, true. we are getting close to running out of time. Thank you for being on with me today. Um, if there's any listeners that are interested in getting in contact with you to book a session or, um, to find you at any events or anything, how can they do that? Uh, where, where would people need to go to find out more information about Kathy Pacey? They can find me at K Pacey intuitive one on, um, Instagram. I also have a website on Facebook or I should say a Facebook page. Celestial wisdom is what I go by, uh, on Facebook. I, if they would want to request to be put on mailing list, I would be happy to send them out emails to let them know of the upcoming events that I have. The most, um, the one that's coming up most quickly is at, on August 13th, there will be a holistic fair in Northbrook. Okay. And yeah, that's one of Deb Anderson's events. She does a wonderful job. Um, always has a great crowd, always has a lot of different exhibitors there. So that would be my next uh, big fair that I'm part of. And if people want to reach out to me with a direct message and request uh, a distance healing, I am always open and available to do that at a time that's uh, good for both of us. So that was Celestial Wisdom on Facebook? Let's do Wisdom on Facebook. You said K one on Instagram? K Pacey Intuitive. K Pacey on, Intuitive. Mm -hmm, okay. On Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you again for joining me today. I'm really excited that you were able to make it on and um, mm -hmm. share all of your wisdom with us. Well, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to Good Vibes and Goats by Spotted Dog Acres. Please tune in next week where we'll be joined by Autumn Grimes to discuss energy healing. Until then, sending you love, light, and positive energy. Bye, mistakes.